0: Additionally, welcome to my podcast, Currency. This is episode 116. And count them up. One, two, three, four, 116. Uh, You don't have to listen to them. Just count them. Just remember the number that I've gotten to, and then um, go from there. So I'm continuing my career mode here today. I'm very blessed to be alive. Um, I have a lot of gratitude for myself. Um, I just have enormous amounts of gratitude. I'm incredibly grateful the gratitude is flowing out of me. First and foremost, I'm grateful. I don't ever complain. It's gratitude. That's the name of the game. Gratitude. If you don't have gratitude, then you don't have baditude. What is the value of having baditude? It's they haven't determined it yet. They're holding a United Nations summit To try to figure that out the world economic forum is Obviously working on it Trying to figure out what What are the what is the criteria for achieving bad attitude? Uh, the world that's like That's pretty much what they're up to. Oh, uh, it looks like my video game is working I will keep the sound up, then you have the nice sounds of the golf, and then I'll turn my TV up so that my microphone captures the sounds of um, a golf ball being hit around a golf course. Because that's what we all love. That's what people love for some reason. People really like golf. It's just like... It seems like anybody who makes... Like just stop what you're doing right now and make a YouTube channel with you and your friends about golfing. Just go out on, on golf courses. As long as you smile and laugh a lot and show that you're really good friends with each other, people will like it. I mean, around golf, um, like golf, golf can carry the load for you. It can, it can carry the weight of an entire YouTube channel. like, There's lots of YouTube channels I've seen that it's like a group of friends just doing different golf contests and the sport of golf is just carrying them to like millions of dollars because for some reason it makes a shit ton of money. This thing that's just happening out in nature. People are like, you know what deserves to make you money is if you can hit the ball into the hole faster than everybody else. It's pretty sexual. Golf is undyingly sexual. And everybody knows it, but they're not. It's a secret. Or, like, don't mention that sex is inherently. I mean, golf is inherently sexual. Whatever man hits the ball in the hole the best is the one that we're like, you're the greatest man. That's the way it works. Otherwise, like... But I mean, this is a family show, so this is a family show for families. Um, for families only is a family exclusive show. If you're not in a family of at least five or more, then you can, you can just get out of here because you probably hate families. I think anybody who's in a family of three or less hates families. And they need to focus more on the family a little bit. They need to get... They need to go to focus on the family, get some training. So that they can achieve the proper amount of awareness. um, For families and the culture of families. If you have a family of three or less... You're just... I mean... You need to be educated on what it means to be a family. That's what Focus on the Family is here to do. I think if you haven't heard of Focus on the Family, the organization, that you're probably just not focusing on the family enough. You probably never even did. You probably never even thought about focusing on the family. Who knows if you ever even focused on any families, if you don't know about Focus on the Family. Nobody ever really focuses on a family outside of Focus on the Family. Not anymore. Not since they made their thing. Not since they made their organization. We are organized around... Whoa, I hit it 401 yards? I'm a genius. Holy shit, I'm so good at life. And this golf video game. I mean... I'm, I'm pretty much a saint at this point. Miracles coming out of my ass without me even thinking about it. Was that a drive? I mean, it was just down a hill. That's why it happened. This is probably like a 650-yard par 5 down a hill. Purposefully, they're expecting you to hit 400 yards. So, I mean, so I'm actually not a genius, and I'm not a saint that can perform miracles. Um, In case I could understand, you might get confused. Um, Whoa, I almost double-eagled. Man, that would have looked good on my resume. (sighs) If I, if I could have double eagled while I was explaining to everybody that I'm not a saint and that I don't perform miracles. Oh, well, can't put that on a resume. I went to a Christian college and they were like, yeah, maybe you should play down when you, that you have a Bible minor, like when you're getting hired by people. Because the Christian college I went to, everybody got a Bible minor. Along with whatever minor they got. Like, everybody got two minors. Not underage. Everybody got two minors to have sex with. (laughs) Sorry, this is a family show. I shouldn't have said that. And then I shouldn't have laughed after it either. Everybody got two minors. Um, at the Christian college that I went to, one of them was a Bible minor and some professor somewhere in one of the classes was like, Hey, don't tell people hiring you that like, don't, don't bring up the Bible minor in interviews. Like, don't make sure you downplay it because when people hire you, they don't care about that. So it's like if you have an opportunity to not uh spread the gospel that that would be great if you could just kind of ignore that this is like a christian institution when you're being hired but i can understand why in all seriousness oh that's going in the water right it's going in the water isn't it yes it went into the rushing river and there's really nowhere i can even put it now can i just go back what is going on this is lovely this is really lovely i love that i can't see anything what the fucking crap is this yeah let me just Why can't I just go back to the fucking T that I just hit it off of? Why does God hate me so much? I don't understand. Why... Somebody explain? Oh, thanks for... Thanks for trying to get me to drop it where it's impossible to drop it and then this is the only fucking place. Let me... This is very manageable to try to scour the course. Alright. just a glitch. I'll make sure to not hit it in the water anymore, that's for certain. Good Charlotte. Mamma mia, that took a while. Mamma mia, I was in some real trouble back there. Um the Republicans own the media now and I don't I don't know what to do anymore. I don't care. How am I supposed to care about politics when everybody has when the mainstream opinion is like mine. Not that it's all the way there, but it's essentially there. Ever since Elon Musk bought Twitter, the media is is right wing. The mainstream media Which sucks for people like me, because my political opinion my entire life was just that the media sucks because it's owned by liberals. So, I mean, what am I supposed to do now? Now this game is glitching. It keeps pausing for 30 minutes at a time. I didn't sign up for this. Everything was supposed to go right. In this game, in my life, today. Oh, I, I mean, I guess it's just loading. Oh, I mean, oh, oh, so the internet decided to take a break. Just when it was convenient for the internet to do it. I mean, I'm just kind of uh, being facetious. Don't read it as anger and unpleasantness. I'm a really pleasant person. So if you tune out just because there's you sense that there's general negativity at the other at my end all right, just remember that it's your fault because I was, I was nice the whole time. So, but I'm being facetious again. I'm I'm just uh, going into a victimhood kind of world, you know, and I'm no stranger to it. And I, I've been thinking about recently, um, the amount that the example of Jesus has influenced my life since I was like devoted to following him for a a lot of years. Like over 20 years that I had my cognizant brain, I was like trying to figure out how I could be more like Jesus. And in F and so if, and now I'm not trying to do that anymore. And so now I'm left with thinking, how much did Jesus influence my life? I mean, it's inescapable. What did this guy that I've never met, um, what did he do to my brain? What's wrong with me? And is Jesus the culprit? Because of how many years I thought that following him was, like, right? Um, it is, like, Jesus is kind of right, but... Here's what I come to the conclusion of, and that is that Jesus influences me to be a victim, and that is true. I don't know to what extent, um, because you don't want to be labeled as a victim, but I think I do border on some victimhood ideologies. I mean, not ideologies, um, thought patterns. I do have some maybe some borderline victimhood thought patterns and like it's got to be influenced by jesus because g like um i think that jesus is correct in a lot of ways following jesus um christianity like I saw a Joe Rogan podcast recently where he had Adam Curry on. Adam Curry is one of his most interesting guests. I mean, I guess the game is just going to delay, but, you know, we'll we'll work through it. It's an internet problem, and we really have been pretty lucky to not have that many internet problems that in the time that I've been doing this. But, um, like hey, don't le- Don't walk away from me because I was nice, even though I'm like giving off that I'm angry or whatever. Um, like forcing it so that it would get to a situation where somebody would walk away from me before I walked away from them because I give them the wrong impression. I think that Jesus influences that or like the example of Jesus, the whatever, whatever way that he's influenced me because Jesus was a victim. He, was, he achieved, like, perfect victimhood, if you want to look at it honestly. I mean, that's definitely a way you could describe it, because it's always like, Jesus died on the cross, and, um, please, I don't want to see this replay of this guy, who isn't me. Uh, One of my competitors hit a ball out of a sand trap and then the video game is like we need to show you this You'll never fucking guess what happened at hole eight Jim Furyk Simulated Jim Furyk just hit it within three inches of the hole I'm supposed to spend my time ogling over that Ogling over Jim Furyk's breasts I'm supposed to be concerned about that. Um, What I'm talking about is Jesus could have gotten himself off the cross when he died, but like, because he was God, but he went and he died anyway. He's like, no, I'm just a guy. And then after the fact, it's like this big gotcha moment. But I feel like a lot of Christianity is about gotcha moments and it's about being right when other people think you're wrong. Uh, Or, like, a lot of Christianity is about that Christians are ultimately right, because they are. And what I was going to say was, um, I mean, they're right because, like, Jesus is... He already won the game. He already has the most important legacy in an era defined by male legacies uh, that Jesus defines it as that that's the game the game is who can leave the greatest legacy in the time that they have on earth from life to death and that's the era that we live in it's defined by the guy that did it better than anybody else because he never died and i mean i guess it's really just like not dying translates directly to having the best legacy because everybody else dies every other man dies and they could create whatever empire as best they can on earth but it eventually goes away and people forget about it if we believe that you died it didn't happen for jesus because people believe that he's still alive he's the only person that anyone on earth convinced anybody else is still alive so that's why we keep counting his years um everybody else died so we don't count their years but like history The entire study of history can be summarized as it's a, it's a timeline chronicling all the important events that happened during Jesus's story. That's what history is. I know that it's like not meant to be a religious study or whatever. The separation of church and state is supposed to be a liberal art or something, some academic thing. But what I'm saying is that it's, uh, it's inescapably religious. It's religious and you can, like, if you're going to summarize history, that's what it is. And it is, it is one guy's story and it's not her story, it's history. Not that it's like, oh, because it's history, and whose story is it? Like, whatever etymology of the word history that made it his story, I don't really know. It doesn't have to be, like, because it's his story and, oh coincidentally it all happens to be about one guy it is one guy's story that's all of history because every single event that ever happened um like oh a photo of uh german occupied france like a photo of the eiffel tower with swastikas on it happened in 1941 like every his historical photo happened in a year that's like this many years after jesus was born and that's that's the name of the year. That's how you give a name to time, is that you have to give time a name to begin with. Or it's like, uh, that's, that's what history is, it's just Je- Jesus' story, all of the events that happened during Jesus' life, because it's still going, because Jesus is still alive, as far as people believe it as far as the entire world practices it um but like jesus in whatever like the christian account of it is always just that like oh wow he was the son of god and those roman soldiers i bet feel pretty stupid now that they killed god But it's like, I think that Jesus maybe deserves some responsibility in this situation. Maybe if he didn't play the victim all the way to the cross, this wouldn't have happened. Like, he should have done something to get himself off the cross rather than die like a person, because obviously everybody around is just going to think that you were lying about it if you die a regular death the way other people die on the cross. Like, and so don't act like, oh, gotcha see, I was God, like, he was just, he was just giving people the wrong impression so that he could come out the hero on the other end or so he could be right and other people could be wrong. And this example of Jesus, I I think, has greatly influenced my life to act in the same way. Like, not let on that I am this or this or this, like, keep it a secret or withhold it. Don't be generous about it. Um, like whatever it is that I have to say, what a better way of approaching it is if in the end, the people around me are wrong because they counted me out or something. Uh, and I think that a lot of Christianity is about that. It's about victimhood. Um, making it so that you're right in the face of a world of sinners that are more wrong than you. And unless they admit that Christians are right, then they're always wrong. Um, That's what you get for following the guy that achieved 100% victimhood. I mean, like, uh, perfect victimhood. I mean, the thing is that he was listening to the father. And he followed the will of the father perfectly. Like that's why he's not a victim, is what a Christian would probably say. Well, he was following, he was following the will of the Father. Well, like people watching don't know that, and those Roman soldiers don't. So it's like we're not. I don't. I don't think we need to call them assholes. But it's the same thing as like when Jesus comes back. It's supposed to be this big, gotcha moment. Like for all the rest of us, you're like, oh, when he comes back, he's gonna show you. You're gonna wish you believed in him then when it's like you know it's been more than 1900 years since revelation the book itself was written so like if you have plans with a friend and you wait for two hours and at the place you're meeting and they don't show up and they're not texting you you're gonna go home because the thing isn't gonna happen but christians act like 1900 years is a perfectly fi- fine amount of time to receive no feedback from the guy like he could at least send a text i think to the world it's like communications improved since his day he could send a text like an eta like yeah i'll be i know it's been a really long ass time and you haven't heard back from me at all um but like 2028 it's gonna be massive a year like Open your eyes, look to the skies, 2028. Like, he starts tweeting out some catchphrases, like, marketing. Get people excited about what he's about to do. Like, oh, gee, I hope this isn't just a marketing ploy, Jesus. Jesus is just a big... It's just big pharma. That's who's putting on Jesus. That's what. That's what's behind all of it. It's just a conspiracy... Well, how do I get out of this menu? What is going on? Oh, you have to move over to the button that says Advance. You can't just keep going. I just like it when... I mean, I I just get angry when a video game doesn't support my one-track-mindedness i just want to press the button until it goes to the next screen if it doesn't support that then it's a shitty video game uh says me um because they should have been thinking about me when they made it but i don't like to complain or anything i hate complaining i hate it just kidding but uh if jesus shows back after 1900 years And he's like, oh, I guess you should have believed in me. It's just like if a guy shows up in the sky for the entire world to see to the sound of thousands of trumpets, I'm going to assume that it's Jesus also. It's like when he does show up, if that guy shows up in the sky with thousands of trumpets, I'm not going to be like, oh, that's not Jesus. Certainly not. I'll be like I think that's Jesus. But how opulent and detailed is the book of Revelation. How uh what how big is it? How ambitious is the book of Revelation in terms of fiction? It's like major fictionalization in the event that there's no payoff in real life, which there isn't. Like, it's this massive, really prideful, arrogant, fictionalized, pretentious, ambitious, glamorous book. Like, all the shit that's gonna happen the uh, post-apocalyptic scenarios with, like, these crazy monsters or whatever. And there's no payoff in real life. Like, pride goeth before the fall, you would think. Like... How do you assert all of that shit? Have it not happen for 1900 years. And then, but there's still like millions and millions of people on earth that are waiting for it to end that way. I think it's just some gypsy thing that the writers of the Bible did where they're like, you know how we can keep people contained in this book? Uh, Is if the ending prophesies this like future event where it's like, jesus is going to come back the same jesus that we were talking about before that performed all the miracles on earth he's going to come back to earth in real life in the future like there's going to be another real life event and you're going to have to wait for it um you end the book that way and it really keeps people hemmed into the story because i mean if you're trying to write the best book of all time an important part of it i mean an important part of it is it has to live forever you have to make it so that people can't transcend the borders of the book basically as dark as that sounds but it is the book and like bible is a latin word meaning book and i think that since the bible was like the only book on earth for a really long time was like the first book first like majorly published book and it's still the most important book today the most translated into different languages book that there is um i think you could make an argument that every book that's ever made is like a derivative of the bible uh it's like a it's like a glimpse of the bible but we live in a book world in a book era um defined by books And. Like. Victimhood. I don't know. I don't know that I really act like a victim for real. But I do do that. The same way that Jesus did. Because. I think for a long time I understood it as that to be the best you gotta be you gotta be right but it's it's like there's a there's a profound that's a profound example that jesus was a victim like that and it got him this much success it just goes to show that like in order to have a bulletproof story you have to um you have to be down on your luck or somehow get to a place where you're able to convince everybody else Like, not just that you're above them, but that you're below them or something. Because it's like Jesus gets both sides of it because he was humble and was born in a manger or whatever. Like, he's lower class to lower middle class upbringing or whatever. Like, he's from the streets, so he has street-wise knowledge. And also, like, people thought he wasn't great. Like, for some reason, the guy with the greatest legacy ever uh got that way by pretending to not be god for a few minutes so that people killed him and then he's like oh see i i was lying to you i'm the greatest the republicans own the thing and now it's like all the comedians that are you you just see lots of clips of comedians that are funny for saying Republican things, like criticizing the vaccine, and criticizing pronouns and all this shit, like Republicans took control of it, and it's it's gross. I don't I don't know what to do. It's yucky. It's disgusting. Republicans like Roseanne Barr i mean roseanne barr is fine it's just that roseanne barr having a stand-up routine entirely based around being a republican is the same thing as 10 it's it's the same problem we had before when 12 years ago all these ignorant liberal comedians just got huge crowds and huge laughs just by repeating liberal mantras and it's really not, I don't see that that's any better. We don't live in a better world. But it's like, uh, Rush Limbaugh probably wouldn't have made any money if he wasn't, he wouldn't have been as big as he was if he wasn't the co- voice of the counter culture, the underpinnings of society, where he's like giving a voice to the non mainstream. Uh, not that the mainstream is so liberal now, because YouTube is still liberal. And TikTok is still kinda liberal, but... Um... uh... uh I'm a joy to be around. I'm so much fun. I... Holy cats, people cannot... Get enough of being around me and my fun personality because I am just so consistently on top of being fun and I don't need drugs or alcohol to have fun, no my sober person that I am is such a blast as it is I do need drugs and alcohol to have fun like I'm not really fun to be around otherwise And the world should admit that that's a possibility. Don't, hey world, don't ignore the people that actually need to drink to have a good time. But, I mean, I think ultimately it's not Republicans or liberals that control the media. I think that there's a lot of influence that Christianity has and you see that that's true because it's like no matter what state of things it is, political or not, it'll always circulate back around that we hate doing drugs there's always like a faction of people that found that found their identity in taking the moral high ground on stances like alcohol and drugs it just manifests itself in different descriptions like now we can't all do alcohol because it's unhealthy or like you know what maybe the world shouldn't have been drinking alcohol for the last 3000 years because it's bad for us i it's always i think that probably for hundreds of years there's always this argument of like we should have never been drinking alcohol because whatever or it's illegal or or whatever like it comes in waves there's there will be a wave that comes around that's uh makes alcohol more of a sin again but it's just like it shouldn't the reason why that's weird is because it shouldn't really be that way people should accept drunkenness because that's just a part of life. It happens. It's a state of being. It's a, it's not any better or worse than being high on the spirit. Either the Holy Spirit or some Muslim spirit. Or a demonic spirit. Just kidding. But, you know, I like to be open-minded. Not that I worship Satan, but... I mean, I don't worship Satan. But... I think that Satanism stems from the church. And the Satanic Bible, that's just a knockoff Bible, if we're being honest. it It is. It's a derivative of the Bible. It's a knockoff Bible because you wouldn't have... Like, where is Satan without Christianity? I, I think he's nowhere. I think a lot of... A lot of the about a lot of talk about satan and demons and the imagery of it and all of that it's comes out of the church primarily like that's why it has a place in society is because christians believe it like people in the world do not believe satan nearly as much as christians do and so they really make satan a reality and all of that all of that demon all of the horror that comes out of it even just like secular horror movies, I think it stems from, it comes from the Bible, it comes from the church. Uh, As a, because the church makes this big stance about being right, and inevitably you have the other side of that, as much as the world would like to push that other side completely into the shadows and act like it doesn't exist. Um, Like, for example, how much less money does Satanism have than Christianity? It's, it's a ginormous deficit. Like, Christians can criticize Satanism, but remember that they're like, have a million times more money and power than Satanism does. And I think that in a world where the narrative is more difficult to control, which is the world we live in now, as a, like, with the destruction of standardized media. CNN and on all of them Like at the point that people really don't believe that anymore. Oh fuck My stream cut out I Wonder why I Will get to the bottom of this live streaming live Well looks like I have some work to do editing Looks so like I got some work to do here. I'm gonna to have to push two broadcasts together. It's probably just my internet connection. My, I believe that it is most likely more than anything else probably because as a result of my, um, my internet connection. Let me go back and restart. Start it again. All right, we're back. I will not take no for an answer. Unless it happens a number of times again, a bunch of times in a row, then I'll be defeated. But, um, shoot. I wonder what I was just talking about. The Satanism stems from the church. Because it's it's Christians who, like, believe in Satan and make him a thing. And all of the horror that comes out, like, that results in the world is just remnants. What do you say? Vestiges. No, not vestiges. That makes it sound like it's uh, on its way out, I guess. It's not nece- It's not necessarily on its way out. It's, it's just, like, something that the church influences. Demons and witchcraft and all of that is around because the church declares it to be evil and the world generally but what I was saying was with the destruction of CNN we're living in a world where like official narratives are going away and I made an episode called Satanism where I was talking at the end about it's possible we'll end up living in a world in like 10 years where more evil things are just present or something. So this is a lunacy kind of talk. Uh, Yeah, like I don't know to what extent this is true, but it's something I keep thinking about or I would keep theorizing about. So it has to be true. I'm just kidding. So it has to be, since I keep, since I think about it a lot, then there has to be something to it i mean i've thought about it a couple times but it's like uh if you believe that the world is getting weirder i don't think the world is coming to an end i think it's just getting weirder because christianity i mean in a world of official narratives when a narrative is just confined to like it's what it's what news agencies in america says and that just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the world because we don't really we're with each passing day we're losing standardized narration and now it's just up to like influencers or anyone it's just like it's really like tiktok and twitter is deciding what is narration now but narration is so important um but what i'm saying is like all the there's a lot of the shit that has to be pushed to the periphery because it doesn't fit in with the official narrative with an official narrative of things like in CNN and MSNBC are always going to tell you that people who believe in ghosts are retarded and shit like that. And there's like, um, whatever exists on the periphery and Christianity influences the world to hate all of these alternative belief systems that can exist. Like all the, like these, uh, belief in demons and whatever. And so I'm saying that like ghosts and supernatural weirdo things exist, but like UFOs definitely exist, but because they're never part of the official narrative, like CNN will never talk about UFOs until now, until they're completely desperate. And they're like, oh, look, we have UFOs up our sleeve. What a bunch of bullshitters. I really hate all of that, all these stories about, oh, we shot something down in over Lake Huron. Or, like, they're trying to raise hysteria, like, look, oh, now there's proof of UFOs. When it's like, everybody besides you has been talking about this being the truth, being the thing. For ever. For, like, a hundred years, we've been like, oh, there's UFOs, but because the fucking... Because the government media complex doesn't want the people to know the truth and they want to keep us in the dark and keep us stupid. They don't ever broadcast it. And now now when they're on their deathbed, they're pulling it out like, oh, yeah, no, we do. Yeah, aliens are real. And now they're reporting on everything that gets shot out of the sky. What a bunch of dicks. It's, it's because UFOs are already real and whatever thing that that is just for the longest time, wasn't allowed to be counted in any narratives. And it's the same goes for a lot of this shit that there's supernatural stories about. It does exist. It's just like, to what extent? And as long as there aren't a group of people trying to push all of that into the shadows where it never gets any real visibility, that shit's going to come out more and more and things are just going to get fucking weirder. Because it already exists, it's just like... We need to figure out what is true about it. Because it's not like everything that people say about it is true. But I wouldn't be surprised if things are... Like, maximum weird. I wouldn't be surprised if there if aliens really do live at the North and South Pole. Which I was talking about in videos I made called... The Hollow Earth Theory. I wouldn't be surprised if aliens... Uh, there's a lot... There's reports... From people who have been to the south pole that there's a lot of greenery and vegetation i mean like one or two people have said that it's a conspiracy but i mean i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if there's like people living in the earth Because, like, it's an alternative belief system to believe in, um... What was I gonna say? I was gonna say before that... Adam Curry was on Joe Rogan. And, like, the most recent time he was on... Adam Curry is... Like, used to work for MTV when MTV was in its heyday. He's, like, a music... He's, like, a pop music aficionado. He's a popularity aficionado. And that kind of career will eventually bring you i mean if you're still if you're still hitting on that in 2023 you'll end up on the joe rogan podcast and so adam curry brought up on the most recent time he was on joe rogan that he's like been reading a lot about christianity recently and he's like and this adam curry's just like a secular guy who's lived done a bunch of secular things his whole life Worked for MV- mtv and so he starts talking to joe rogan about like the power of christ and like y- he's like there's all this literature on the bible and he's talking about like how crazy it is how long the bible's been around and like um how interesting christianity is and like all this good thing all these good things that like christians have to say about the world or whatever and joe rogan Joe Rogan does not like Christians. Uh, I would know just because I was one for a long time. He's just somebody that, I mean, he's just like evil. And if you're building the greatest legacy that you can on earth, like when it's reaching the heights that his legacy is reaching, which is like really rare. People aren't able to build that kind of an empire most of the time just on their own. But that's just in direct opposition to Christians because, like, a third of the world are Christians and they believe that the man that has the greatest empire is Jesus. And I think, like, 95% of the patriarchy stems from Jesus being the guy that we define this entire era off of. Like, why is it always the case that women never achieve equal respect the same amount of respect as men do i think that you're one of the first things you'd have to change is that we're defining the entire era by who is who is the greatest man that's what the era is defined by that's what we're living in and as a result what you get is like historically all of the shit that we remember and that we record like uh of instances of greatness are all men like it's not called it's called history and then coincidentally all of the shit that's recorded is like shit that men did like to 9-11 who did 9-11 men did that who did Pearl Harbor men who did the war of 1812 men like all of the wars are all men all of the inventions are basically all men all of the important ones that get remembered like um like history whether you like it or not is just a giant sausage fest and it's also called history coincidentally and also it's a historical timeline of the events that happened during one person's life where that person's life is is 2023 years old and counting and because of that you're if you invoke christ at any point in time you're always right and you're always relevant because a big part of the significance of jesus is that he's always relevant and what do you have to do to achieve eternal relevance apparently is something like uh, it's you have to be right it's just it's being right eternally How do you get yourself in a position to be right always? It has to do with being a victim and not letting people know that you are this, the, uh, arbiter of righteousness. Like, and that's a big thing within Christianity, within churches, is that within the church, there are, the pastors are always talking about how sad it is to be a Christian and how downtrodden we all are because the world hates us and doesn't, hates uh christians uh yeah because the world hates christians i'm not identifying to being a christian but like uh that's what the church is all about it's like the world hates us because we because we live a a righteous life because we're right That's what Christianity is all about. The world hates us because we're right. But yet at the same time, Christians don't do very much to explain why they're right and why they won to the rest of the world. They would prefer to live in a place where the world is below them so they can always condescend. Um, If it's the case that you're actually right all the time, which I would say is true, Christians are right. And that's what Adam Curry was telling Joe Rogan because it has come to his attention. I think it's coming to more people's attention that it's like uh, there's this whole deal with Christ, obviously, where the whole world is like celebrating a new year of him every year. And he's also the only person in existence that gets two birthdays every year. Not only that, everybody celebrates both of them. Uh, Christmas and New Year's are both Jesus's birth. Another year, it's, they're both his birthday. And I guess that's why they call it born again. Born again is like distinctly Protestant over Catholic. It's distinctly Protestant being born again. And that's true because Protestants are in protest of their origins. That's why Protestant arises as a counter argument to catholicism is that martin luther when he wrote the 95 thesis created protestantism and is the father of every denomination and of a protestant church and he created it by protesting catholic practices so protestantism arises In protest of its Catholic origins but besides that Protestants really hate our origins like any that you would speak of in terms of evolution they hate our primitive origins they hate sex they hate primitivity do Protestants they're in protest of our more primitive nature they're in protest of our beginnings that's why you have to be born again you have to live in constant protest of The way you were before you were, uh, you're born again. the second you're born again, you're actively protesting who you used to be until you say otherwise, until you snap out of it or whatever. And Adam Curry is telling Joe Rogan that Hey, there's something, there's something to Christianity. And then Joe Rogan starts into like, well, how do you know that that's true? There's no evidence for that. Like, that's not a better religion just because it's got all this going for it or, or whatever. Like you don't, like you have no proof that any of that actually happened or whatever. That's what Joe Rogan starts talking about after Adam Curry brings up like, oh, Christianity is important. But, um, I think that Adam Curry is just trying to help Joe Rogan out because you're never going to win that argument. Is what's important about what I'm that's what I took away from it me explaining this that I saw is that you're never gonna win that argument against Christians like if you're Joe Rogan trying to say there's not enough evidence or whatever if you're trying to be scientific you're never gonna win that argument and it's like the per the the person who's like actively against Christianity is always an asshole they nobody's ever successful at selling that to the rest of the world or gaining like social currency like at some point uh you're if you're an atheist you just get shit on for it or, or whatever like if you're like oh i actively hate it's just that you're never gonna win if you're joe rogan saying oh there's not enough evidence you're never gonna win that argument because at this point you have to look at it the way that christians say that it happened because that's like what the entire world like the entire world sort of believes that or sort of accepts that narrative, but like they do because Christianity has done a lot in the name of controlling the world narrative by, uh, centralizing the timeline of the world around one person that they worship for one, but like just through the centuries, um, Like, Amerigo Vespucci, he made, he wrote a letter where he described, um, that the new world is the new world, and then it got published in a book that somebody wrote, uh, for people in Europe, and a big part of the re- like, uh, this is part of the reason you see why Europeans conquer Native Americans, is because... They uh, are ahead technologically. They are ahead intelligently. And what goes hand in hand with that is being able to control a narrative. Europeans control the narrative better than the Native Americans. Uh, that's why they are able to describe the Native American territory as the new world. But it's like, America Vespucci is credited with America. We name America after him because he... W- Is credited for popularizing the term the new world to describe the world that the Native Americans owned. Now in reality, it's not a new world, it was already there. The Europe, the Eastern Hemisphere, Europe and Africa and Asia, that's the New World too, from the Native American perspective. It's just that Europeans are able to control the narrative. Both of those narratives exist at the same time. You couldn't you wouldn't really be able to say before these two groups of people met each other that one of those narratives was better because the Native Americans would describe Europe as the new world if they could cross over there. But because Europe was much faster to coin the term, um, define Native Americans, like they're they're already dead at that point. Like forget about smallpox. Uh, A greater disease is them uh condescending in this like europe condescending to the native americans enough to just define them judge them turn them into an image it's like oh this is the new world the world we're in is the is the old one and now it looks like we've come upon this completely new world that's at our disposal we can just do whatever oh a new world for us to explore and and commodify to to whatever whatever degree we want um like Europeans are able to do that because they have a technological advantage and ultimately it is because of the god that they're worshiping and like it's uh, it's Jesus generally it's a lot of christians that crossed the ocean and i would like to go into what it like christians having who has authority over crosses it's christians everybody in the world knows that who owns crosses Christians coincidentally they're also always right and you can't cross them ultimately because they're like because they own that Um, it's it's too much that I would ask anybody to believe this like word association of cross uh, is the same thing as Europeans who are practicing Christians they are then able to cross the ocean or whatever but cross the entire landmass of of north america uh continue crossing like it's uh the ethos of the crusades is similar crossing in the name of christ but it's also like how much more do the crusades get remembered than the muslim conquests when the muslim conquests, there were so many more of them muslim conquests into europe There are a lot more, and they were a lot more deadly than the Crusades. The Crusades, there is, like, a a lot fewer Crusades than there were Muslim conquests. But which one gets remembered, which one gets all the credit, which one gets all the blame is the Crusades. Because it's the Christian one, and it's the Christian shit that always rises to the top because they control the narrative. But... It's not just like, uh, narrative It's not just like, it's like shit that happens in books. If a book is powerful enough, that is, that it dictates what life is. And I think that that's like the level to which the Bible achieved because the God that Christians worshiped is better than the God of the Native Americans. You, you, that's really evident. That's really obvious after the fact. I don't know how you could deny that because the Christian God totally steamrolled over the Native American gods because the techniques employed by people surviving in the name of worshiping Christ was much better than the techniques employed by whatever the native American gods were telling their people to do. It's just like really inferior. Um, it just go, that's just the, whatever God is the best God, you end up controlling the narrative. Just look at the Bible. It's the old Testament is the Jewish Bible. It's a, documentation of jewish origins and a story about how their god was better than other gods and and that's since it was proven true by by their god still being around more today but uh hmm This is a sermon. This is a sermon that I've given to you, but anyway. It's like the other thing about like women are downtrodden. Like it's always going to be that way and (laughs) there's nothing you can do about it and How come it's the commercial, like I saw a commercial recently. It's talking about how women are better in every way or whatever. Because they run all of these ads about how like women are sexier, stronger, gentler. They're more compassionate but and more deadly. They're funnier. They're smarter. They're just superior in every way. That's like, that's what they're always talking about. But then what goes along with that is they don't make enough money. They don't make as much money as men. Like, women are so tough for not making as much money as men. Like, we're better in every way. We're strong. It's a victimhood kind of, um, victimhood kind of mentality. But it's just like, that's, it couldn't ever be the other way. What would they do if women started to make as much money as men and everybody knew that? Then they'd have to start running all these Adidas commercials with male soccer players talking about how downtrodden and oppressed they are. Like if men started to make less money than women, I'm saying it's part of women's brand. That's always part of the brand is that they don't make as much money as men. If it wasn't that way, the entire argument falls apart. Like the entire thing is based on that. It's really like, how are you going to sit here and tell me like, oh, women are fiercer and more competitive. Actually, they're just there's just a lot of ignorance out there. But also at the same time, we don't have any real world results to prove that any of that's true because we don't make as much money as men. Like, so you're saying that then it just makes it seem like. I guess women's thing is that they're delusional they have this opinion of themselves that they're better in all of these ways yet but in real life they don't ever make more money than men do so it's like what actually happens is that men are putting out a superior product but the whole thing with women is that they're like good at putting out a facade that they're better i'm just saying like that's you shouldn't brag about that don't put that in commercials that doesn't help women to brag about that they make less money than men like stop being proud of that that's why we don't respect you and also we make less money yeah but i mean as long as victimhood does garner you some respect so, like, what to what extent does victimhood uh actually translate into success? I mean, it's not exactly obviously Jesus was a lot of other things besides that he was a victim. Let me mention that, but um I'm just talking about that it's obnoxious that the church treats it like the rest of the people were supposed to know. It's the same with just the way that Christians live their lives. Like everybody else was supposed to know that they'd be going to hell for eternity. Even though Christians are like doing nothing really to tell other people. There's some people doing missions or whatever. It's like average Christians don't do a lot to say that they're, by the way, we are the greatest. By the way, we're sons and daughters of, We have access to God and you don't. But I think that it's like, I don't know, I guess Christians don't really realize what they're sitting on. Ultimately, like maybe they don't believe it as much as they should. Uh, Because I think it's true and it says no one comes to the Father except through me. I think that that's like painfully true. It's a horrible, horrible truth. Like, the world could succeed in all of, could succeed in all of these miraculous ways, but they kind of have a Jesus problem where Jesus is always between God and them. Jesus is a bottleneck between humans and God because, and I'm allowed to make that argument because the Bible said that Jesus is God's son so he wasn't god the father he wasn't as good as him god was his dad so jesus is like god is the authority god god calls the shots like god the father is greater than jesus the son and as long as that's the case it's pretty easy to visualize how jesus is a jesus is better than humans but worse than god and i think that that's a big part of the point is that he's both god and man he's like he's always above humans but he's not god the father and that's what that verse means when it says no one comes to the father except through jesus um yeah humans are always below Always below jesus but i i mean i'm saying that it's like oh he's kind of in the he really is in the way And you see that that's true because it's like... um, Yeah, but whatever. We got a lot of work done today. I put in some good golf rounds. When this podcast is done, I'm going to have a Twitch stream among hopefully other things. But uh, I've got a few episodes of this podcast left. I don't know, maybe a, a couple. I'll leave you in the dark. I won't let you know. I'm just going to end it and uh, without you knowing. Maybe, I don't know. But thanks for listening and talk to you later on.